At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We're proud to say that BetDSI have rejoined us once again as one of our keynote sponsors on Three Yards Per Carry. We welcome them and we welcome you to join up with them. The NFL season obviously kicks off on the weekend. The college football season has just got underway, but it's not just limited to football. The baseball playoffs are coming. Uh, there are a myriad of other sports out there that you can bet on. There's entertainment things, there's politics things at betdsi.com. They have a great app. I've used it myself. I know the boys have used it too. They have a great mobile interface. And you know, this year you can get a 101% match bonus on your first deposit of up to one thousand dollars that's a hundred one percent match bonus on your first deposit of up to one thousand dollars use the code yards 101 as always yards 101 bet dsi for all of your betting needs and other ones that you probably didn't even know existed yards 101 with bet dsi welcome to three yards per carry but before we go on with today's episode let me tell you about a great sponsor of the three yards per carry podcast and that is AutoNation. if you're looking to buy or sell a vehicle AutoNation is where you want to go they're the largest auto retailer from coast to coast, and the friendly and knowledgeable staff here in South Florida will help you save big on huge selection of new cars, trucks, and SUVs, Toyota, Honda, Chevrolet, Mercedes-Benz, and much, much more. If you're looking to buy pre-owned, shop AutoNation's huge selection of one-priced pre-owned vehicles. They're all clearly marked with one price, their lowest price, guaranteed. Or if you just want to get rid of that old car, Turn it in for cash today. Get a top dollar offer and check the same day. They'll buy your car with no purchase necessary. Is your check engine light on? Right now, get their services you need at low AutoNation prices. Oil changes, tires, batteries, and more. All for less. Call or visit AutoNation.com to schedule your appointment today. If you are in the market for a new car, DM us. At three yards per carry, that's at the number three yards per carry on Twitter, and I'll give you an AutoNation senior manager your info so they can reach out to you directly and walk you through the buying process. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. Welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. I have Simon Clancy here with me. I have Chris Kaufman here with me. Well, you didn't think that you were going to get one of these, huh? Listen, you're getting one this week. A big game preview. Dolphins, Redskins, for the right to call themselves the, I, I want to say the top dog, the worst dog in the NFL. The dead dog. The dead dog. The bottom dog? Okay, yeah, the bottom dog. The bottom dog sounds pretty good. I think that that makes perfect sense. Yeah, the bottom dog of the league. And then essentially an inside track to you-know-who come April. Justin Herbert. 
<laughs> well, I'm pretty nervous about this game. If you watch the Redskins against the Patriots, you shouldn't be because they played the Patriots pretty damn tough. But they, they almost lost thirty three to six, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. But come on, thirty three to seven. Sorry, oh, I don't want to short them, shortchange them. Sorry. Yeah, but they did lead. They they led for a quarter, and they were down nine seven. Yeah, at so did, so did we against the Cab or no? Who who was it that we played last? The Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah, we played the Chargers tough. And yeah, we but didn't the, play the, the Chargers rest of the tough. Up. We didn't play the Chargers tough at all. <laughs> well, for for a quarter and a half. It's a long yeah. drive. Yeah, we did like lead seven drive, nothing. Yeah. Chris, we kicked their ass for about three minutes. Yeah, but the Redskins, you know, the Redskins didn't have almost a three touchdown lead on the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that we all think is a Super Bowl contender. So they've shown signs, but they're an unmitigated disaster this season. They fired their coach. We don't know who their quarterback is. Your thoughts on this all important game, Simon? I mean, this might be the biggest game since Dan Marino retired. And I count playoff games in that because of what it means. I mean, I say that slightly tongue-in-cheek, of course, before I get abused. But it is a massive, massive game. It is a massive game. I'm, re- I'm more nervous about this than I would be if we were in contention for because it just means so much because this kid means so much to us if we can get him. So it's huge. I mean, you look at that Washington, Alf, you and I were talking off, off air before we started, before Chris yeah. came up. And, you know, you, I watched back the, the Monday night game against the Bears from a couple of weeks ago. And um, you look at, you know, when, that, when they do the introductions, the defensive players, and you, you know, you're going through the team and you're like, oh, they've still got, you know, Deron Payne's player. Oh, Jonathan. Oh, Tim Settle. I loved him at Virginia Tech. He's playing. Oh, John Bostick. Okay. Ryan Kerrigan, yeah, Montez. Yeah, you've got oh, there's Landon Collins and oh, Aaron Colvin. You know, signed a big deal. Oh, blimey, there's Josh Norman still there, and you think they've got way more talent than we have, way mm. more talent than we have, and you think oh, it's not even going to be close. You know, you look at the offensive line. You got Morgan Moses and Scherf and Donald Penn, and you know that's, we can't live with that. But I don't know. It just there's just something about it that makes and me the that possible hope. rookie of the year, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I mean, there's just oh, something yeah. up. I don't know. I'm and I look at man. Adrian Peterson. How does Adrian Peterson not run for 250 yards on us? But I know, right? They're not running the ball all that much, but namely because they're behind now. I mean, the critical they, thing is maybe they Bill get into the game against us and they actually do run the ball. Just give it to Peterson. Just give it to AP. Yeah. I mean, I hope Case Keenum's fit and healthy to play because he gives them the best chance of winning. Well, yeah. although it's looking I, right now that Colt McCoy has the inside track to start. <laughs> that makes me nervous, man. Colt McCoy, what? Okay, no, I don't think that's true. Do you do you really think that's going to happen? That's it's going to be it's going to be know. Haskins. Well, it's gonna Shanahan, be Haskins. Shanahan, Shanahan be the Haskins. only thing Shanahan has said is that Haskins Shanahan. is not ready. Callahan, Callahan. Callahan. I was going to say, is this like 1998? What the f- <laughs> fuck just happened here? What this? They should have um, kept, they should have kept where, Kyle Shanahan. Where did 25 years go? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 th- I, think, I think we don't need – I, I, maybe it's just blind faith. I, I don't know. It's, it's not really blind faith because we're the worst team since the, you know, since the Nutleyville Badgers in 1902. Um, so I, I think that... Did um, you just drop a, a 1902? Yeah, that's right. Um, so, well, I mean, the 19 aughts were pretty pretty rough for Nutleyville. Uh, till they 
<laughs> so um anyway but uh yeah this is the dolphins are the worst team out there by a long shot i realized that the redskins performed poorly last week and they've they've had some poor games but you you've just gone through it on defense They've got a lot of players there. I mean, Matt Ioannidis is good. Deron Payne is good. Jonathan Allen is good. Mm. They've got um, they've got guys like Ryan Kerrigan, Montez Sweat. They're playing all right. Ryan Anderson is playing all right. Um, mm. And and Landon Collins and Josh Norman. Landon Collins and Josh Norman. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Jimmy Moreland is mm. is a great looking rookie. Um, so I, they're they're doing all right clearly on defense. And on defense is where they were at first really making their mark against the Patriots in this last game. Uh, and, and so, but then you look on, on offense, they have Terry McLaurin. He's back. You know, he, he had missed a game or two or something like that before, and, and now he's back. And I think that he'll, he'll get back to, you know, his doing his thing. Vernon Davis can catch balls on our – well, just about any tight end can catch balls on us, right? But Vernon Davis definitely can catch balls on us. Um, their offensive line, as you said, Morgan Moses is pretty good. Uh, Donald Penn is good. Brandon Scherf. Um, they've got talent there. They've got Adrian Peterson. Yeah, well, okay. Um, but they've got Adrian Peterson. They've got Chris Thompson. I'm not worried because the Dolphins are much worse than this team. And I'm not just talking about on paper. I think that just in general, we're worse than this team. They've scored what we were talking about this on WhatsApp. They've scored nine touchdowns. We scored two. I mean, this is, this is, should be lopsided. There's a reason they're coming to our house and they're favored by a touchdown. Okay. They're not, they're favored by three points. They were favored by like six. Not I mean, that maybe maybe that's come down because there's a lot of betting action on the Dolphins, but I you know I don't see it. I think that this is um this is still going to be a comfortable loss for the Miami Dolphins because they're a better team. All right, while yeah. while Chris has finished talking like like a robot for for the last two minutes because I don't know where why that happened. Really? Yeah, you were, you were in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. But we're just going to keep it because I think this game deserves that analysis (laughs) that you just gave. But, yeah, on BetDSI right now, the Redskins are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. On Westgate, they are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Caesars Palace, three-and-a-half-point favorite. So, evidently, a lot of money has come in on the Miami Dolphins to start this week. But it's easy to move the line from six to three-and-a-half, right? It's not that hard. Uh, It's actually pretty hard. Well, that doesn't cross that many barriers. It's more. It's it's significantly easier to move. Let's say, uh, let's say it's a horse race, and you've got six horses, and you've got a horse that's fifty to one to yeah. win. It's it's significantly easier to move it from fifty to one to ten to one than it is to move it from ten to one to five to one, for example. That yeah. takes a serious amount of cash to move it. That. In fact, in fact, let me go investigate that. Because notice it's still three and a half. It's not three. I mean, that would be a that would be a big move to make it to make it three. But to to go from three and a half from to uh, or from my five and a half or six or wherever it was, that's not that big of a move. Uh, it's not hard. Vegas will move that line in response to some betting. Um, it's harder to get them to to cross some of those barriers, some of those point barriers, those those big um, those key number barriers. Yeah, let me see the, how they have the, the matchups as of right now. 
All right, NFL picks. Uh, they don't have um. They don't have it qualified as of yet on covers. Mm-hmm. So I don't see how mu- how much is the money moving. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's only fifty two percent right now on Miami. It's coming out of Miami, and it's three and a half over under forty one. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the money is coming in now. As far as the handicappers, like they know something that we don't because there is a lot of money coming in on Miami from the so-called wise guys. Like as far as the guys mm-hmm. that, to give you an example, the money leaders on covers, which are the guys who have the best record overall, 67% of them are taking Miami plus three. Soccer bet. Soccer bet Miami's coming off of a bye week, and they just and the other guys just fired their their head coach. So of course it's a, they're being led. It's a trap. Admiral Akbar says it's a trap. <laughs> While the public is also on Miami, so it's it's kind of a it's a strange thing. It's a strange it's a strange game this week. Now I was also very nervous about this until I learned a very simple stat: the Dolphins have two touchdowns. The Redskins mm-hmm. have nine this year. I just said that. So yeah, yeah, you just said that. Although you said it in that robot voice that that's true doesn't go away yet. But I don't know. Uh, it still bothers me that they're only a three and a half point underdog. You know, they're at home. It's hard to be a three a three and a half point underdog against a team that's ostensibly their own five, your own four. So they're even worse than you supposedly. And and you're at home against them, and you're still an underdog against them. That's saying a lot. Yeah, it's also saying a lot that you, the robot voice still does not go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just All gonna right. keep going with it. <laughs> Evidently, so so you're saying that it that it's comfortably. That there's no chance here. Like this is this is a lot. You, you're basically calling your calling a lock here. I'm gonna call my shot. I'm All right. my well, shot. I'm pointing to, point to the fence. I'm pointing my fence to the fence right now. Left field. All right, Simon, how nervous are you? And give me a score. Very nervous. Very nervous. I'm going to go 21 Washington, 13 Miami. Oh, okay, now no, that's, that's kind of scary. That's, that's well, that's way too close. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you you could see a scenario where the Dolphins are at the end of the game at the thirty yard line throwing into man, the end zone. Don't say that. <laughs> oh man, I'm actually got. I'm actually got Williams. <laughs> I'm gonna have to stop watching if that happens. Like seriously, like just have to go out, walk around until it's over. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna say that Case Keenum. Finds its way, finds its way on. Come on, case. Okay, and they hit on all cylinders. Come on, cylinders. And I think <laughs> that they score thirty points. The rest yes. is thirty. Come on, Washington. But Josh Rosen has his best game as a Dolphin, and the Dolphins no, score seventeen. So I'm going to say Washington thirty, Dolphins seventeen. All right, Chris. Hmm. Well, I was thinking that if you can, if you can understand my robot ease, um, I was thinking that it just cleaned up. 
it's clear as a bell now. Clear as a bell when it comes prediction time because we're laying it on paper. Um, 26, let's go with 26 to 12, and we're going to we're gonna kick four field goals. Yes, Jason Saunders. <laughs> you, think that, you think that the Patriots, on, on the way out here, you know, before we give our prospects of the week, Jason mm. Sanders. Okay, let's say he does kick those four field goals. The, the Patriots are turning to Mike Nugent, of all people. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we could maybe get something out of the Patriots for Jason Sanders? Like, no. no? Can we get a first-round pick for him? Yeah. Oh, oh no. I'm, I'm saying something like a fifth-round pick, maybe? Second-round pick, maybe? <laughs> Bill Callahan says Dwayne Haskins is the third-string quarterback. Hmm. Jesus. So it's he down said to Colt McCoy or Case Keenum. He said he's not ready to put Haskins in, and he wants a first-round pick to, the bet, to better develop his game before he goes back into action. Wow. And the starter will be either Colt McCoy or Case, depending on how Case recovers from the foot injury. Yes, Billy Callahan. Now, here's the fear. Way to go, Callahan. The Redskins finish terribly, but actually start well in these games. The Dolphins start well, but finish terribly. So, you know, something has to give here. It could be irresistible shit meets terrible turd. Yes. <laughs> All right. Go right. Well, I'm just hoping it's Case Keenum because, you know, yeah. they didn't do so bad against the uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys and, and even the Bears uh, with, with him in. Yeah. No, if Case Keenum plays, I start to feel really good about this. If he doesn't well, play, I don't know. All bets are off. They should beat us. I mean, they've, they've got a better team. They should. They, they do have a better team. Like, if you look at this team, you know, from top to bottom, like, I don't understand why they're winless, to be honest with you. They should have gotten a win somewhere. You know, they might even have the rookie of the year in Terry McLaurin. So, you know, all right, mm-hmm. Simon, give me your prospect of the week. Okay, I was going to go with uh, Trey Smith of Tennessee, but actually I wanted to highlight a guy that's a little bit under the radar at the moment, same position, but it's a, a tackle called Mackay Beckton of Louisville. Um, if you know, you know. Um, this is a kid who has ridiculous size. I mean, he's six foot seven, three hundred and sixty-nine pounds. That's what he's listed as. He's probably heavier than that, but he doesn't seem to ca- that weight doesn't seem to, you know, weigh on him. If you'll pardon the pun, you know, he's a smooth mover. The fascinating story about him is that he was so big as a kid that when he turned up, first of all for peewee games and then for high school games, opposing teams wouldn't play, and his mother had to. They, they essentially demanded to see his birth certificate before he played games. Um, and his mother was able to prove that he was just a, a, a big kid. Like I say, he's engulfing at 6'7", 369. He just moves, you know, like a 303-pounder. He's a Trent Brown kind of... I mean, I'm, I hate to say it, but he's a Jason Peters type of guy. You know, wow. just this great size, great athletic ability. 351 snaps this season, just six pressures at left tackle. Just scratching the surface of what he can do. Um, he is a physical, yeah, just a physical specimen, a, 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 a monster in the run game. I mean, he's put on the Florida State. I'm a Florida State fan, unfortunately. I mean, he absolutely <laughs> abused Janarius Robinson, who is six foot five, 261 pounds. There are 
there are plays if you if you <laughs> you can watch some of these plays. I mean, it's like it's like a, a big man pushing over a small baby. <laughs> it is astonishing, and you know, and sometimes he'll just stand over him, not in a sort of mocking way, just in the kind of dude. Seriously, is that literally all you've got? At one point, I thought it was just going to help the guy out because he felt so sorry, <laughs> felt so sorry for him. I mean, he pushed it back, and he almost goes down and squats like he's pooing himself, and then falls over on his backside and just think, dude, just just give it up. I mean, he is, he could be very, very special, you know, in two or three years time, because like I said, he's just scratching the surface of his talent. He's a really fascinating player. I, I agree with you 100%. I think there, there are very few tackles that I've felt really good about in this, uh, this draft so far. And we've talked about Tristan works. We've talked about Andrew Thomas. I, you know, this is, this is probably the only other tackle I feel really good about in this draft. Um, that I can think of off offhand, but the the guy I'd, he reminds me of is Orlando Brown Jr. Um, hmm. He plays right tackle for the Baltimore Ravens right now. Uh, you know, maybe he, he could be infamous, more. Than he that. had the infamous combine. Yeah, the, I mean, he had he had a shit combine, just absolutely the worst. And and he's playing right tackle in the NFL. And he's playing it really well. Uh, really and well, the bottom yeah. line is because he's yeah. six foot eight and three hundred and fifty pounds, and he's just a monster out there and nobody can take him on. Well, that's Mikai Becton. I mean, he's, he's huge and he's a monster out there and nobody can take him on. And it's like what Trenton Brown was with new England. The reason he got paid however many million dollars that he got paid. Um, and, and that's what I, I see the same thing as you and them and watch him. I would give another game, watch the Notre Dame game because oh. he's playing some good, some good talent there. Julian Aquara and, and some of those other guys. I mean, and, and, they couldn't do anything. I mean, this, this guy, he was just unassailable. And um, yeah, every, every one of my fan speaks has, you know, been to a first, but you know, Hey, let's also pick up Andrew Thomas and Creed Humphrey and Mick and, uh, <laughs> and Mackay Becton, <laughs> which would just be absolutely absurd. And, and, and it uh, wouldn't be the first time that the Dolphins built an offensive line through the draft. Remember many, 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 many moons ago, they drafted Richmond Webb and Keith Sims. Yeah. Back to back. Same and those guys ended up playing together on the left side of the line for 11 straight years. Yeah, pretty so, good. So, yeah, hopefully that's what they're going to plan on doing again. All right, my guy is uh, – he's one of my favorite players in college football, and that's J.R. Reed, the Georgia safety. He's going to measure between somewhere between 6'1 and 6'2. He's going to be in excess of 200 pounds. He was a two-way starter in high school in Frisco, Texas. He played wide receiver and defensive back. Won a state championship as the captain his senior year, but he was not heavily recruited. He was only a three-star recruit, and nobody really came calling. He had, he took some visits, but nobody offered him. But Georgia, which is kind of odd, but it's paid off because this year he was a second-team All-American. He is up for three awards or nominated for three awards: the Bernarek, Jim Thorpe, and the Nagurski. His father is Jake Reed. You guys remember him? He played twelve yeah, years. Yeah, the Vikings receiver. Now, if you watch him play, he has that look. He's rangy, kind of a Rashad Jonas kind of look, but not the same athlete. My suspicion is that he's not going to run fast. He does have five interceptions in his career, so he does get his hands on the ball. He has a touchdown this year. He has a sack. He has a sack fumble this year. He has an interception that he almost took back for a touchdown this year. So a lot of production. We're waiting on the combine to see where he gets drafted. As of right now, I would guess he's not going to run fast. So he'll be somewhere in that fifth round range. If he runs fast, he's going to have the production. 
where he's going to be a top 120 pick maybe. If he's lucky, top 100 pick. So, J.R. Reed, Georgia safety, one of my favorite players. All right, Chris. I agree with you about J.R. Reed, by the way. Um, he was one of the guys that I, I keep targeting kind of late in, in the draft because, you know, you're trying to find a safety that fits. And I scrolled through, went through a bunch of safeties watching, watching them play, and there's just something that pops out about him almost immediately watching the way he plays. So I, I think that's a good shout. Um, the guy that – Do you see the guy at Iowa the other day played really, really well? Um, against Michigan, whose name completely escapes me, but I was, um, I was very, very impressed with his game. Um, say your guy and I will, I will remember his name. My guy is uh, somebody you probably – people probably haven't heard of because he plays on the Charlotte 49ers, which um, apparently is – in the FBS, uh, just in case you were wondering. Um, his name is Alex Highsmith, and he's a defensive end, and he's also played out in space a little bit. He can, he can probably play some outside linebacker. Uh, this is a guy that when Clemson Tigers were facing the Charlotte 49ers, Dabo Sweeney was talking about the team, and he isolated this guy for the press and said, they and I'm quoting now, they probably have the best player that we've seen to this point in that number five. He's on all the quote-unquote great player lists. I kept watching him and going, holy cow, he looks like Xavier Thomas who's on Clemson. He's physical, fast, disruptive. He's causing sacks and tips. Really, really good football player. That number five could play for anybody in the country. Um, and I think that's just, those are strong words from Dabo saying that he's the best player that they've played against to that point because to that point they had played some teams. I mean, the the Clemson Tigers had faced Georgia Tech and Texas A&M, who was ranked, and they have Justin Matabuike. Um, they placed Syracuse. Alton Robinson, you know, is a big is a big pass rusher there, and he's gonna he's gonna do well. Uh, but this guy, Alex Highsmith, was the best of them all, according to, uh, to Dabo Sweeney. And when they played the Clemson Tigers, and he did get a sack uh, on Trevor Lawrence in that game, afterwards, Jackson Carmen and Simon, you pointed out this quote to me, but Jackson Carmen, the left tackle of the Clemson Tigers, said, I mean, he brought him up un, unbidden. He brought him up. He said, he was a dude. I've been playing football for 12 years, and he's by far the fastest off the ball I've ever gone against, mm. ever. <laughs> he, he, he emphasized the ever. Um, you watch him play. I watched him against Apple, App State. I watched him against, uh, against Clemson. It's so clear that he's an NFL player, and that get-off of his, that speed off the ball, I mean, he's, he's not just a speed guy, but, man, does he have it. I mean, if, if it can be kind of believed – if uh, this sort of cross between Olivier Vernon and Cameron Wake. I mean, if I, I don't want to speak too highly of the guy, which I'm sure I'm sure I am, but um, but that's what he reminds me of because he's got elements of Olivier Vernon to his game. It's not just the speed off of the edge uh, and stuff like that, but uh, but he does have that speed to challenge the left tackles. I mean, the guy, the App State left tackle, was just so pissed off by the end of the game. You could see that he was totally and thoroughly outmatched by him. Um, the only thing that I would say you've got to watch out for with him is there's a little bit like he needs stamina and you got to watch his snap counts. And I'm, I'm not sure how much he's been able to train on his, um, his stamina at, uh, at Charlotte, 
So, um, so yeah, he's a developmental project that way, but he's also very advanced in what he does against the run. And I, I think uh, he was pro football focuses top rated run defender last year in 2018. And now this year he is a sack maniac and, and a pass rusher uh, supreme. So I think that this guy right away and his size and his complete, the completeness of his game and the speed and the ability of him to pull back into coverage and to pull back into space makes you think that he could be a, a really great fit for the, for the Miami Dolphins, this outside linebacker position. So that's my guy. That's, that, that's one of the few pass rushers. Again, some of the positions I have a hard time with the top end of this draft offensive tackle is one of them outside of Andrew Thomas and uh, pass rusher is another one outside of Chase Young and this is the guy that I most often want to go to at the top all right now on the way out I wanted to ask you guys this because I saw this this argument popping off on Twitter between you know some of you know you know some of the draft people let's say on on Twitter and they were comparing Chase Young and Nick Bosa who's the better prospect Simon for me, it's Nick Bosa. He's a more rounded prospect. Um, I, I think agree. we're all prison, prisoners at the moment. Um, I saw somebody saying that he was better than Chase Young was better than Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa put together, um, which just makes me want to open a vein, frankly. Um, <laughs> but, um, I 1,000% no, agree with you, by the way. I, I, I think uh, you know, Chase Young is a really nice player, but I don't think he's the... And, uh, look, you had to watch the game last night to realise just how special if he can stay healthy, Nick Bosa is. And we already know mm-hmm. what Joey Bosa is, uh, you know, in the NFL. So, you know, uh, Chase Young is playing very well. But, you know, let's let's see him up against, you know, let's get in the playoff against Georgia and see him against Andrew Thomas. Let's get him in the playoff against Alex Leatherwood at, at Alabama. Let's, you know, let's see how you get on, you know, at, at that point. Let's, let's not be up on, you know, very average teams with, with, with not great, you know, I'm not detracting from his ability. He's clearly a very good player. But he's not Nick Bosa at this point. No. Yeah, I think he's clearly at the top, but I I don't think he's. 100%. I don't think he's 100%. Nick Bosa. I think actually he he does remind me a little bit of uh, Jadavian Clowney, and I know that Jadavian Clowney was a god coming out of school, but yes. Jadavian Clowney hasn't been a god in the NFL necessarily. Um, he reminds me a bit of him, but you know, sort of a weaker version of yeah. that. And I think so, much better against the run. Yeah, uh, and so I think that that's that's what you're looking at. He is the top of the class, but like I said, yeah. this this top of this class and pass rushers, it's got warts to me. I mean, that I've I've got some issues with some of these guys. They're not they're not blowing me away. No. Um, no. So you know, like AJ Epeniza, am I gonna you know am I really gonna put my name next to him? Um, we've talked about Yatur Grossmatos, and and he wins a lot, and I, mm. I give him that, but he's also He's got that thing that bothers me so much, which he looks like he's always playing at three-quarter speed and like he's not really in, in very much of a rush. It reminds me of Deion Jordan, actually. You're talking um, about the Penn State guy, right? Yeah, the Penn State guy. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and he's clearly got a lot of potential and, and a lot of talent and size and frame and, and all that stuff. And he, he does win a lot of blocks. I have to give him that. But there's something about that motor that, that kind of turns me off a little bit. And yeah, that would be, be a position I would be targeting in free agency. As you look further yeah. down though, but you look further down. I think there's, you know, you mentioned Alton Robinson, who I think has got some great bend. You look mm. at a kid like Marlon, Marlon Davidson at Auburn, 
I think is a good player. We've talked, mm. you know, privately about Carlos Basham and Curtis Weaver oh, and, Forrest and, uh, and Boise. A kid I, I really like, Tipper Galea at Utah State, who's got that TJ Watt kind of vibe. Um, goes forwards and back really well. Daryl Taylor or Daryl Taylor at Tennessee. Uh, I think he's a really good player. He's got speed and length. He's a, mm. a real physical specimen. I think down the line, down the, the, the draft board, there are some really interesting players, but I just feel like at the top end of it, you know, there's some beyond young. There's some, I, I like Gross Matos a lot, but I, I take on board your point. So there's, you know, there's question marks, but I do think there are some good players mm-hmm. that, you know, you've got those second tier players like Julian Aquara and, uh, and the Zaniga kid at Florida. But beyond that, I think there's some, there's some really interesting names, but I just don't necessarily see it at the very top end. Yeah, I think the, it's it's a good draft to find some diamonds in the rough. Maybe uh, yeah, I the don't, first you know. guy, the first guy that Simon told us he was really interested in watching this year in a live game is a guy that I'm very intrigued by, and that's Kenny. Is it Wilkes or Willicks? Willick is um, yeah, G- Kenny Willickers. Like G- G- so it's Willickus. Kenny yeah. Willickus. Yeah, he's intriguing, and he has some mm. he has some some pretty impressive film, especially that first game that you you turned me on to him, and I was watching him. That was that was not fair. <laughs> like he's like he puts on some some real snuff film. Like I don't know if you watched them <laughs> enough, Chris, but he tends to abuse the lesser of 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 the of his peers. Let's say. Yeah. Well, that's so, that's what I've seen as well, and and but that's kind of the point with him and this is another reason that i think that the class has warts up top if he's at the top of the class you look at his structure his build everything about him it's not that impressed i mean he's not he's not impressing you getting off the bus or anything like that and and then you watch him play and it's like yeah he is beating up on lesser guys yeah and i'm not sure you know i'm just not sure if that's am i watching a star yeah out there I don't know that I am, um, and I'm not sure how many of those guys I'm really seeing out there. I I, I totally agree with Simon's point about the the lesser knowns. Uh, Tipa and Galei um, is is a guy that I've put in my own fan speaks quite a few times. Um, you know, Josh I think Chai at Michigan, another one. Yes, absolutely, him as well. So um, I would look for those guys, and especially in this defense where we're looking for outside more like outside linebacker rushers mm-hmm. i think yes. and kind of un um non-traditional rushers uh not uh, unorthodox guys like Trey Flowers is not your orthodox mm-hmm. rusher coming out of college was he um and, and so i think that Miami are going to be looking for sort of these unorthodox players and, and that allows you to get them a little bit further down the line maybe not target them all the way up top and you look at the more orthodox so, rushers that the Patriots have drawn. Take Derek Rivers, the kid from Youngstown State, that, that was a more yeah. orthodox pass rusher. Just hasn't worked out. The guys no, who are the no, more, more, more unorthodox, as you said, uh, uh, tend mm. to be the much better fit, which is that's, that's what you're kind of trying to look for. Right. By the way, Gino, Gino Stone was the safety at uh, Iowa, uh, I think is a, a really good there player. There it is. Really good player. Yeah, you know who I found out the other day was still playing and playing at a very high level? Jabal Sheard. And I think that's yeah. kind of the, the guy Colts, that, isn't it? Is it the Colts? Yeah, with the Colts, and had a pretty big game against against Patrick Mahomes and and company. But you can tell he's slowing down, but he's still pretty effective even at thirty years old. But, he was good at it a long time ago. But no, you, you tend at... to forget that these guys have been around. He's now a ten year veteran. Jabal Shield. Scary. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, do you remember? Do you remember who he played next to at Pitt? Remember, um, it, it was uh, it was Greg Romeus that was getting all the um, of course that was, was getting yeah. all the the headlines. You know, he was yeah. supposed to be the the guy, but it was really Jabal Sheard that was the. Uh, I mean, if you, you watched him play, he just had more maneuverability and you know versatility and stuff like that. It's, Greg Romeus, where are you now? <laughs> we should look that up. Yeah, I'm just looking now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Can't find him. He was released by the Toronto Argonauts five years ago, but no. Well, there you go. My my guy, uh, the former, formerly known as Jalen Robinette, now uh, oh. Jalen Rowell. He's in the XFL draft. Uh, that's oh, is that's it? Nice. He's being he's being featured, uh, you know, in the XFL draft too. I mean, he made some huge ass plays in for Air Force back in college days. So. He got a little bit derailed with the whole military service thing. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping that he, he does well. Do you know where Greg, Greg Romeus lives now? Where? Where? He lives. Iowa. He moved to the – no, he moved to the island of Bali. <laughs> wow. He lives in Bali. Became a world traveler. He visited 29 <laughs> different countries. He literally lives in Bali. Like that's not Literally. just a – he's not just not just, not not just, just a line. A it's yeah, not just actually, a line, really. Apparently, he found himself in Barcelona, um, worked as a fitness personal trainer at a local gym, mm-hmm. and decided he just wanted to travel the world. His girlfriend oh, is God called bless. his girlfriend is called D Higgins, which sounds unholy like T Higgins, <laughs> <laughs> the Clemson wide receiver. <laughs> don't con- don't confuse that. Yeah, don't let's don't let's, like, let's get that right. <laughs> he now runs a um, he now runs a uh, YouTube vlog with D Higgins called, <laughs> Ro- called Roman D's World, where they uh, document their international traveling life. Wow! Wow! Who knew? Absolutely <laughs> nobody, and I don't think anybody cared either. But now we haven't know. we haven't done that in a long time, and then we, we, should, haven't, we should get back to it. We should yeah, get back to it. Should. I like that. Yeah, we got to start doing day. that. Well, pretty soon, once we get to O and eight, O and nine, you know, we're gonna have to start digging deep. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, we'll, so, we'll this is the tour ball so yeah, yeah this is the this is the important game this is the biggest game since yeah, the big one. i don't buy i know people i know people are trying to line up that that bengals dolphins game as being all important no that bengals team is actually good like can they just got andy dalton he's capable yeah. of winning yeah. before we get out of here can we just say a big congratulations and thank you to the denver broncos for their yes. um oh yes for their thank you Vic. weekend yes well done boys Yes. Although we should, we should really be thanking the San Diego Tower, the LA Chargers for doing what they always do every year, and that is <laughs> getting hurt. The point. Yeah, getting yeah. hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw the. I mean, we we talked about it. I saw the Broncos in Lambo against uh, Green Bay. You know, they were solid. They were they played them tough, and uh, and this this was kind of inevitable. I thought that they're, they're going to get a couple more of these too. They're going to get a couple more wins. I think. Yeah. What does it say? What does it say about about this team? meaning the Dolphins, that Anthony Lennon after that game said, he apologized, first of all, to the fans and the media. And he said, this team, the way we played, we can't beat anybody. And I was thinking to myself, there's one team you can beat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Big game. Try to enjoy this game, people. Okay? If it gets a little bit tight and you get those butterflies in your stomach and you feel like throwing up, you know, remember that this is what we're shooting for, okay? We're trying to get a quarterback – that will give us these moments when we're trying to actually win games. Buy a t-shirt as well. 
Yes. yes. Buy a T-shirt or two or three or four or two five. Two or 20. Or 1,000, okay? Tank of bylaw. We'd love you to do that. Like if every single one of our listeners goes into our website and orders 1,000 T-shirts each, <laughs> we can all retire, okay? That's right. That's right, our hope. That's it. There is no more. Go Redskins. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.